0: get messy and show the world you're growing as an artist, and you're free to be yourself. You got a dream, you need to start and stick together. Get messy, says you're formally invited to a community where you can find people that spark the feel of excitement. Too many art supplies, not enough time. No, it's tougher, so you must find a way to feel some connection. You got a lot of people with the same kind. A great mind, we here for you. A platform so we can hear your views. Time's yours, forget chores. I know you of them same rules
1: someone from the outside of photography. I mean I take photos for Instagram and I take photos of my kid and my dog and my husband but I don't take photos for art and I've never thought of photography as art. I've always thought it's for logical people and so when I discovered Pete and read some of his writings I was really drawn to the way he sees creativity because it's not unlike the way an art journalist sees creativity. It's it's not a straight line, it's a looping roller coaster with no end goal, with just the journey to go with. Photography is now a contradiction to me. It is also something where you can have creative flow and creative freedom and and be able to put your own spin on things And add your own touch in the world This conversation with Pete was awesome um, Pete's an award winning travel photographer He's from the US and he's currently based in Asia His passion for helping people transform their photography Shows through in the expert advice he shares And Pete's work has been in National Freaking Geographic Traveler Which I told him, by the way, is an art journalist's dream magazine to use but he's also been featured by CNN and Nast. He's the founder of the Creative Collective for Outdoor Photography. I was excited to talk to him because my dad is a photographer and and this would give him a reason to finally listen to my podcast and <laughs> podcasts in general. <laughs> but beyond that, I've I've found a lot of kinship within the creative arts and within completely different ways of expressing ourselves this is an awesome conversation I'm excited for you to hear it don't forget to check out the show notes where you can see Pete's Instagram account so you can get an idea of just the type of insane photos that he takes and, and edits and you can also see the link to his membership if you are interested in outdoor photography welcome to the podcast Pete.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Kaylee.
1: I am excited to talk to you, particularly because we are both artists uh, in seemingly different way, but I feel like our foundations are so similar. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm looking forward to picking your brain. Tell me how you ended up in Singapore. Let's start there.
0: <laughs> um, so actually, I, I'm at the moment, I'm stuck in singapore um i live in malaysia in penang malaysia um and i uh, w- was on a tourist visa and when the COVID hit i was out of the country and they shut the borders and i couldn't get back in so i'm kind of like stuck uh in singapore which is actually i've always wanted to to live here i've, I've been here before i love it it's great for photography so that's kind of how i ended up here at the moment. But if you want to ask maybe how I ended up in Asia um, in 2007, I um, backpacked across China, Mongolia, South Korea, where I I lived as a a child for a year. And so I wanted to go back and make this Asia trip, visit this childhood place in, in South Korea, this island called Jeju Island. So I went back there in 2007. I ended up teaching English um, at the middle school for a year, and then at the university for uh, 10 years in South Korea, in Busan. And so that's kind of how I got my my foundation or what brought me to uh, Asia.
1: Yeah, and how does, how does being in another place from where you spend most of your life, how does that affect your art and your photography?
0: Um, good question. For me, I... Well, I love travel photography, and of course, like the places, you know, there's so much to be said for the landscape, the the people, the food, the weather that can inspire your art. And and as a photographer, you're capturing these foreign places, and for me, you know, yeah, Asia is very exotic. You have such incredible landscapes, really futuristic-looking cityscapes like Hong Kong, Singapore, Shanghai. You also have these really old, classic kind of places. I mean, it's just it's such a mix um, that it's a very inspiring place to be. And and this this part of the world inspires me so for me i I mean it is my art because my art are are my photographs and what i'm photographing are are these locations so it's like wow look at these skyscrapers in hong kong this is crazy you know like this is that's my my own reaction to the to the place that i'm capturing whereas if i was in my hometown i probably wouldn't be like wow look at this you know a river with the wooden i've seen It just doesn't have the same ring Uh, that's not to say i wouldn't find something that would inspire me Um, but it is easier i think when you travel you go to a new place you see you know new stuff and you're inspired
1: yeah so for so for people that can't really do the traveling i mean which i guess is everybody right now uh what (laughs) practical tips would you give to someone in order to see their own neighborhood with fresh eyes and to get excited about photographing it or turning it into art?
0: Another great question. Um, I think the, the thing what you need to do is you really kind of need to dig deeper and peel back the layers. And, uh, and that often um, happens around a personal project. And so for example, one, one personal personal project Uh, with photography could be, you could, if you live in a place with four seasons, you could capture the same location with four different seasons. Uh, It's common as a photographer, you know, you could put these four pictures in one uh, bigger picture, make like a collage. Imagine you could do the same with art journaling is, is, you know, every place has a different um, feeling to it at different times of year. That's one thing. Um, another thing with photography is, you know, there's uh, some things are like, um, you know, use one lens, pick a lens that you don't normally use, and then go out and shoot with that lens for however many days. Um, another thing you could do is um, you you could pick a theme. And this is something that I do um, in my own membership, which is we have like a weekly theme Um, and maybe the theme could be something as simple as, um, blue hour, blue hour is that for those people who aren't photographers right after sunset, the sky gets that kind of deep blue, but it's not quite night yet. It's like, right when the city lights come on and then there's a kind of darker blue cast in the sky. And so like, you could go out at blue hour and go to these different locations at blue hour. Um, that's another thing. So I think really, um, it's about finding a project, also, you could do a, a 52-week project, one photo a week, or you could do it uh, one photo a day for however many days. I mean, or you can just pick. Really, though, the biggest, my biggest piece of advice is simply to follow your curiosity. You really need mm-hmm. to, you know, it's your maybe your city you haven't been to a particular part of your city, but you've always kind of wondered like, what's what's down that street, or what if I what if I go this path in the woods instead of that one? Or maybe you're interested in baking and you go out to some bakeries that you haven't been to and you, you do drawings or or photograph the bakers in your town. So it's really, it's like digging deeper. You can't just walk out and go see a place for the first time and just click. I mean, you can do that, but um, it's not gonna give you the 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 same results. You, it's really digging deeper, following your curiosity and and digging deeper.
1: Damn, those are some really good tips. It makes me excited. I'm always trying to get more people to add photos to their art journaling. <laughs> um I wonder oh,
0: interesting. If,
1: yeah. Tell me for you, which part of photography is like an art for you what part is the creativity what part do you find flow in
0: um for me i find flow from start to finish no doubt it's like (laughs) from from the planning to the execution to the the editing and then to the sharing you know those are kind of like the four the four stages and i love every single part of it there's not I don't know. I can't really say there's one part I like more or less. I know some people don't like editing, but for me, the editing is like the icing. it's it's the that extra bit that that gives your own kind of touch or or look to you can really develop it. A lot happens in the in the editing um, to really develop your voice, so to speak. What I mean is like maybe in a photo, you want the viewer to look at a particular point in your photo. And through editing, you can do that. It's, it's a language. You can tell them like, hey, look here. Look here first. And now look at this corner second. And now look at the sky third. And that, that pathway is actually a story. You're taking somebody on a story, a visual flow or journey. So for me, I like all the planning it. Um, If you're doing like, especially if you rise sunset or the moon or, or the Milky Way, it's really crazy because like the moon, you can plan like, oh, on March 23rd at 9 p.m., the moon will rise right between those two buildings. And then you, so that's like, it's like chess. It's like you're, it's not just like showing up. It's really, as they say, being in the right place at the right time. And so that right place at the right time—it's actually the joy is in the game of fig- of having the vision and then planning it, and then executing it, and then and then you know editing, and then finally sharing. Because then you share and you get feedback, and or your friends are like, "Wow, great photo!" or whatever. You know, it's it's all around. I can't say there's one part I don't like.
1: That's really cool. Um it's interesting cuz it's it's almost like photography is using both sides of your brain it's using the logical part and the creative part and you get to be both. I know with writing uh, there's that whole premise that when you're writing you need to have I don't know how many numbers it was or like four maybe things where you know when you're writing you have to wear the, like the cap of the madman and you just write and you go crazy and no idea is too crazy. You just put it all out. And then later you come back and you put on the different cap of the um I think they call it the architect or craftsman, whatever they're called. But they're all these different people inside of you that you have to be and you can't be both at the same time. So maybe photographer photography is a bit like that. Like you've got the person that needs to plan to be there at a certain time or to wake up at 4am to get the best shot or um make sure that you've got the right lens etc etc and then when you're editing you can't really be planning as well is it is it like that
0: yeah with the editing i'm not i'm not really planning well Actually, in the taking of the photograph, I'm I'm thinking about how I'll edit the photograph, because oh. when you take the photograph, when you take the photograph, it's really the photograph is actually more like yeah, I kind of think of it as capturing data. It's like capturing ones and zeros. And then the way that you expose for the image, maybe you need to take two or three or four photographs. Maybe you're going to create a panorama and you have to merge them maybe the the lights of the city are too bright and they're going to be blown out. So you have to take one photo where you, where you expose for the bright lights and the billboards and all that. And then you take another photo where you expose for the shadows. And then when you get back home and then put it on, you know, into your Adobe Lightroom or whatever editing software you use, then you're kind of merging images or, or whatnot. I mean, it's not always that detailed, but really with the editing, it's just, I mean, for me, it's like, I imagine it's kind of like what you feel when you're art journaling, because for me, I put on music. Uh, sometimes I'll burn some, some incense or something like that. (laughs) Uh, you know, you got to set the mood, you know, you need, you need the, the, that, that atmosphere to kind of inspire you. And I actually, I play a lot of like electronic ambient music. It's kind of spacey, you know, not, not EDM <laughs> hardcore dance stuff, but it's more like trippy loop loops and stuff like that. And I get into a whole nother place that I, I lose track of time and I just get so sucked into the edit, but there's a, a kind of emotional, uh, there's a feeling and emotion that goes along with that, that. It's like a mood and I love it because it's, it's just me. It's not like I'm out in the world. It's like I'm alone. Uh it's just me, but I'm I'm in my head, but I'm in my head in a way of of a creative space, you know. So um it's almost like therapy. It's it's um I love it. It's yeah. So
1: it's So yeah, I think you just
0: have to kind of yeah, you just have to get into a, a get into a flow. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you're like, ah you know, and then other times you just, I I don't know where it's going to go. Like, even though I took the photo, like taking the photo is only like half, half of it, uh, or, or, or 70% really the editing is like the other half. And you can really take an image in a totally different way. It's not just like, it's not like using your phone and you go and you like take a snapshot and you're like, okay, it's done. Like share. I mean, it's, there's, it's, it's more of a process. And when I'm editing, sometimes photos can go in different ways. Um, I can't remember who it was, Michelangelo, or somebody said like, when they're chiseling the statue, like the statues already in the stone, Mm -hmm. you're just chipping away at, you're bringing out the statue that's already inside the stone. And I feel like that a lot of times when I'm editing photos, like the photo is already there, that end product or thing is already there but I'm just um, kind of bringing out wherever that goes, you know. I have an idea, but it it can go wherever, so.
1: This is so interesting because, I mean, I I obviously take photos, but I don't take it as art. So hearing you talk about photography is completely different to my experience, and it definitely makes me want to go out and take some photos just for the pleasure of it and just – for making beauty, what do you do with your photos? Do you just keep them digitally or?
0: I, For sure, the majority of them are digital, although I do uh, print some up. I've done a uh, a few exhibits, solo exhibits, group exhibits. Um, What else have I done? I, I print it out and give it as gifts sometimes. I also print out my own work and put it on my wall which is something I highly recommend for anyone listening. If you've never really printed your photos big, like, you know, 20 by 30 inches or something like that, put it up on your wall, put a few of them up on your wall. It really makes you feel confident. It really makes you feel like an artist. Like I made that, I did that, you know, like, yeah, like I am an artist, you know, cause I think there's always that imposter syndrome in the back of our heads, like I'm not really a photographer or not really an artist, but like, no, you know? So I do that. Um, what else do I do? Um, in the past I would sell, uh, I did a little bit of stock photography. I used to, um, take photos and write for some travel magazines. Occasionally I still publish stuff in travel magazines, but it's more people who find me and it doesn't happen as much. Cause I don't really try to do that. I'm really it just focused on kind of going out and making art and, you know, taking photos or, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the pleasure for you is in the making of art.
0: Absolutely. It's um, yeah. The process of taking the pictures of going out and doing it. It's also the experience though, because photography or, or, or outdoor photography, what I specialize in you could call it travel photography cuz i do travel a bit but it's not solely just travel photography um each outing is an adventure it's an excursion you're you're out in the world you know it's like um julia cameron in her book uh, the artist's way she <laughs>
1: <laughs> julia yeah <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: she she has this thing called um the the artist date for those who don't know about the artist date and it's basically like you take 10 minutes out of your day to uh or 20 minutes a half hour whatever you get 10 dollars and you walk into an art store and buy some doodads and, and then make something or whatever or you just go somewhere you haven't been before go take money and go to a video game shop and play video games or whatever um, for me, photography, every outing is an artist date, whether I do it alone or with other people, it's like making time to get out into the world to explore. And so I go to, I've had so many experiences that I never would have done if it weren't for photography. I never would wake up at 2am to go up to some mountain and sit in the cold and then wait for the sunrise in Indonesia near some volcano. I mean, maybe I would do that if I was traveling there, but. I probably would have never made it there if I didn't do photography, especially not when the Milky way is rising above the volcano. (laughs) But I went there, the photograph was the thing that, that inspired me to go there. But when you're sitting there, it's like, Whoa, like, cause you're, you're in outdoor photography or nature photography. You're trying to get to these places when there is beautiful, maybe fog or, or, or something, something beautiful in nature. So I probably wouldn't, it it gives me an excuse to get out and then you have all these experiences and it's, I feel like it, it it enriches my life. I mean, it's, it's what, it's what keeps me going, you know, I, I guess you could say it's like, that's what's makes life worth living. I don't know if that's, that's the, the way to say it, but
1: I totally get that. I, so I do travel journaling when I travel um, and oh, it is cool. that, you know, like I went to, this sounds, okay, this sounds a bit like um, like an immigrant privilege, but I went to Paris quickly, uh, my friend was living there so I just like stayed with her for a week Um and i took my journal with and most of the time it was raining like the weather was terrible and because paris is so easy for me to get to it's like four hours by train costs me like 20 euros round trip it's really ridiculous um i wasn't really keen to go out and then i like looked at my journal and my journal was like starting to be empty and if i didn't go out then my journal would be empty, and so I was like, "Okay, I need to fill this thing." And so I went out in the rain, and it was amazing. Obviously, like it was amazing, um, and so yeah, I don't know. And then also having that journal is a is such a good way for me to look back at the trip because I'm the only one that would have ever experienced it the way I did at that moment. Um, and if I didn't have the journal, I wouldn't have that documentation. I'm sure being good at photography would be so much better, like than my limited ability to draw. I'm not a very good drawer, but when I look at my journals, I can I feel the same feelings and I feel the same emotions that that I felt there. I can almost smell the croissants. I can't say I can't speak French, um, <laughs> but I think it would be really cool to be able to photograph exactly the way you see in the moment.
0: It, it's funny that you say this, because actually I've been thinking in the back of my head, I want to get into uh, drawing. It's one of those kind of like, oh, that would be nice. That That's something I'm curious about. And in fact, the the art journaling idea, I'm like, oh, that also adds a nice aspect to it because you can pull in, you know, like, I don't know how you maybe Maybe you can pull in um, rec- uh, not a receipt, like a, a ticket, like you, the, the 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 train ticket, and mm. put it into the art journal, and then draw something around it. But I would almost argue that drawing it or art journaling it in a way is a deeper connection than taking a photo in some way. I don't know if you could actually, but you are you're making it yourself, you know? And that's one thing about photography is you, sometimes it's like, that's why I like editing because if it's just click and done, it's like, well, what did I, I went there and I clicked what was in the frame, but did I actually, um, yeah, what did I create here? You know? And so I, that's why I like this, um, editing and, and planning and all that. Cause it there's more of a creative aspect. Um, there's a famous photographer. His name is Henri Cartier-Bresson. He died some years ago, but he's one of the greatest um, photographers of the last century. And he photogra- He took photos for um, until he was, I think, 70, 60 or 70. Don't quote me on the number, but into his later years. And then he just stopped and he's considered like the grandfather of kind of street photography. And he coined the term decisive moment. And he's, he's just all the, he like, he got all the accolades was at the, 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 the top. And then he just like stopped and he drew for the rest of his life. And I don't think he hardly ever took photos. So I think a lot of photographers like, drawing or or get into drawing um or maybe painting or something like that um one other thing just what you were saying earlier um having the art journal is an excuse or the photography is like an excuse to get you out the door like you were saying you looked in your journal and the pages are empty and that's how i feel when i'm Mm -hmm. like oh i haven't taken photos and like Two months, like this is crazy, you know. Like, and a lot of us uh, artists, um we want to wait until we feel inspired or motivated. And the problem is, is that that motivation or inspiration often doesn't happen. And I think if you wait until you feel inspired or motivated, you're going to spend a lot of time not doing that thing that it is that that you enjoy doing. And this is the other thing that I like about photography is that a lot of times i actually don't want to go out and take photos like i don't want to wake up in the morning uh you know to go out early or maybe i don't want to go across town to or or travel to this place but once you get out there that's when you feel inspired when you start the the action leads to inspiration and this is what i like about photography i'm actually not all the time like yeah can't wait to grab my camera gonna go out every single day this week It's actually like a battle quite often, like going to the gym or whatever. It's like, I don't really want to do it. But once you get there, you feel good and you're glad you did it most of the time. And then when you're done, you feel really good, you know? So that's the other reason I do it is it's like, yeah, it kind of gives me a reason or an excuse or or something to um, inspire or motivate me. Mm.
1: Yeah. Shifting focus instead of um, having it on the end product, having our focus being on the empty journal, the empty SD card, like wanting to put more in.
0: Right. Or for uh, for photographers, a big one is, um, hey, I bought this lens. It cost a thousand (laughs) dollars and I haven't used it. I used it twice. Like that. Oh, I got a new camera because I said I want to be a photographer and I spent X amount of money and I never use my freaking camera. Do you know what I mean? And so that's the other thing is like, well, I might as well use it, you know? So, yeah.
1: That's amazing because journalists feel guilt about a $20 journal that they haven't still opened.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Twenty dollar unused <laughs> journals definitely better than a thousand dollar lens. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So what happens? Okay, what happens when you've got all these thousands of dollars of lenses and then you're just making crap? Like you just can't take a good photo. Tell me what you what happens there.
0: Yeah. Um Well, Kaylee, that doesn't really happen to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, when I started out, definitely, I was like, this is crap. I can't do it. I think the problem with photographers is they're like, um, we, we say... Oh, can't, I can't capture what I see. That's the big thing. Everybody always says I can't capture. Oh, I look. It looks like this, but then I take a photo, and it doesn't look like what I see. And I think that's the the biggest thing. I think as you progress and get more skilled, that feeling happens less and less. There are there are still times, definitely, where I go out and I'm. Um, it's more like it's not that I can't capture what I see. It's that I can't get what I see to match the vision that I had before I saw the place i don't i don't know if that makes sense but um so but yeah let's say somebody's like just getting frustrated all the time again the the focus is not on the execution the focus is not on the end product the focus is on the process the focus is on the journey and this goes the same for anything that you do When you start out, you'll have kind of big leaps in improvement and you'll see progress and you'll be like, this is great. This is fun. But eventually you plateau and you, the plateau is either your skills aren't improving or the other big plateau is boredom. You're just like, I don't really want to do this anymore because it's just not that fun or or it's not that interesting. I already, I already photographed my local park a hundred times. What more is there to do? Um, so I think really is if somebody's feeling frustrated, um, I, I, for, in no matter what area it is, it's like the process, the habit, you know, build the habits, focus on the process, focus on the journey. And if you, if you went out, if you picked up your camera and you dedicated five minutes or, or 15 or five hours or five days to that thing that you love, to that thing that, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't have to be busy about it. If it. Does if it brings you joy, if it makes you happy, if you make so out and do it, that's the that's the win, that's the success. Mm. Um, not the not really so much the photo. Of course, you want to see improvement, but it's not the. There is no end goal with you know creativity. Oh, I love
1: this. There was something, oh yeah, so it's interesting because I think with art journaling, the more you art journal, um, and if you've been art journaling for decades compared to a new person, you're still gonna make a page that you really don't like. Um, and so the the like maturity or like the mature artist kind of knows that it isn't about the stuff that you don't that you make that you don't like. Like I feel like your best art comes from your terrible art. So like when you when you're at your journal and you've made like a page that's absolutely terrible, um, like it's not not attractive or it's you know, it just doesn't it looks like a child could have done it. That's where you see like the fun things. Like you say, this looks terrible, but that like splash over there I want to do that again. And so then you, next time you come to the page, you're like, let's do that little splash, but in a better way.
0: I, I exactly, I go back to, I often repeat places. Like I'll go back. It's, it's kind of like a puzzle. It's like, you go, you shoot it. Like it didn't work out. I didn't, I didn't get what I wanted or it didn't, I had a vision that, that, you know, it just didn't really come through. I'm going to go back again. And there, I go back sometimes five times it's not that I didn't get the shot. Like I, technically I captured the shot, but it's not speaking to me in the way that I wanted it or thought it could speak, you know, like it, so, um, or exactly like what you're saying about the splash, you go and then you find you have a one vision, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to create, um, a, and then it ends up being B. And then you're like, oh, that B is interesting. I'm going to go back again and focus more on B than A. Mm. Um, so yeah, you just have to um, just keep at it. And then the another another dimension is uh, in a kind of slippery slope is judging your own work because we're our own worst critics. And it's very easy for us to to be like, this is shit. Hope not don't know if I can swear, but you know, this is, this is bad. This is, you know, so if it, if it doesn't look good, we, we kind of write it off. The funny thing is, is so many times uh, I've shared photos, which I didn't feel that good about, but I'm like, Oh, just share it. And then it really resonates with people. Uh, you know, either they like it, or they comment, or maybe they even buy it, or somebody <laughs> wants to publish it. Sometimes people have asked me, "I'm like, you want to publish that?" Like that was like almost my throwaway photo, but for them, it fit what they wanted to do. And so I think the thing is, is that you we have to be really careful to not judge our own work, and to just put it out there, and to just have um faith in our own creative process and be like hey i made this um that's good enough you know don't hate on yourself and just put it out there i've also had the flip side happen where you're like this is amazing <laughs> and then you you share it and it's crickets yep you know so there is no rhyme or reason to it. of course we need to be we need to um, critique our own work. We need to judge our own work. And we also don't want to share everything, every single thing. Cause a, a photographer isn't, you know, I might go out and shoot a hundred photos, but I'll end up with one or two really good shots that I'll put maybe in my portfolio uh, or, or want to be you know, share or whatever. So you also have to be selective and know what's worth sharing and what's not, but also at the same time, not be too self-critical um, or judgmental. I think who was I can't remember who said it, but they were like, "Yeah, they're like you. You once you create your work, you don't own it. Mm. You, it's not yours anymore. You know, it's you just you create it because that was your process and that was your your thing. But once it's done and you put it out in the world, that's it. It's it's not yours anymore, and it's up up to the other world to." to enjoy it or hate it or, or whatever in their own way, you know? So, uh, the only thing I can say is you just, you just do it and put it out there. You yeah. Know? And,
1: yeah. I've had the same experience. Damn. Whenever I'm excited about something, that's how I know, like, it's not, no one's going to like it as much as I do. And when I hate something, that's when I know it's going to resonate. It's almost like the universe <laughs> is like, or the muse or whoever is like, trying to come back to like neutral, like you can't like it too much. Someone has to bring you back to base. Um, and then they're also there to make you feel better. (laughs) Exactly. There was something I loved all of that. I wrote so many notes. Um, but, but I think, I think that that is also another difference between, um, a prolific artist and a beginner artist is that when we do have these setbacks and when there's something that we don't like, instead of being discouraged, we're almost encouraged because we know that that's how we're going to get to the next level. Like you're not going to get to the next level without some struggle. So it's almost like, Oh, there's some struggling here and you get excited because you know, it means you're going to get to the next stage.
0: Right? Exactly. The (laughs) struggle definitely can kind of lead the way and then, and then when you do solve that, or, or I don't know if so, solve the struggle or, or, you know, stop struggling or figure out what it was that you were struggling on and then move into that new space, that experience, um, that joy, um, joy of discovery or joy of, you, you know, you feel like I'm learning, I'm progressing, you know, like this is that's what makes it all worthwhile and then you get that the then you have a new page and then maybe you just have a page with all those splashes that you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. but you make like all these splashes and different colors and mix it with something else and then it's like you've entered a whole new realm you know you're in a new you're doing something new and different that you haven't done before. And it really, it really feels like you. And so Mm. that's the whole thing. It's like, maybe like a roller coaster or whatever, but it's like staying on the roller coaster, you know, riding those ups and downs, um, and those kind of like low points, but you just keep, you keep moving forward. You keep, keep taking steps, you know? And yeah.
1: Yeah, you're saying that there is no end goal to all of this which i totally agree with but it's almost like that roller coaster is getting closer to your true self or your true expression because i always like to i always love um reminding myself of the fact that there was like picasso's initial self portraits exist. i don't know if you've seen it but um there's like a comparison between all of picasso's self-portraits as he got older and like his first one when he was like 18 or 16 or like super young was incredible. Like it was an incredible piece of art. Um but it wasn't Picasso. You know, he had to do everything from that which most people would consider mastery. He had to continue until he got to his cubism and weirdness, <laughs> you
0: know? We and we're also different you, you know, different people at different times in our lives. We're not the same person, obviously, at, you know, 18 as we are at, you know, 70. Um, and we change, you know, our, our interests change, our goals change, our, we have a lot more experience. And I think our art can also reflect that as well. Um, but yeah, I was just listening to something the other day. There's a great book uh, called Art and Fear, um, I can't remember the the authors, but um they they say something like your previous piece leads you to your next piece. You know, if you don't know where to go, look back at the last thing you did, and that's kind of like the clue of where you should go next.
1: Yeah. Um I just yeah. finished that book in February. <laughs> this is an oh, amazing really? book. hmm I'm trying to force everyone what, on yeah. to read it. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and I never read it. And then I finally got the the not is it kind not Kindle the yeah, Audible Audible one. And now I've been mm-hmm. listening to all the books, so a lot oh, more so of those. Good. So I've finally got that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Something that um, really resonated with me from your membership site's homepage. Um, you said the road to photographic mastery or any artistic endeavor is not a straight line. It's more like a loop or spiral where you return to the beginning after each shoot. I love that. That is so well articulated and well said. Um, And I think like we've spoken about it a bit in our chat too, about, you know, returning to the beginning every time.
0: You know, um, first I have to say um, I kind of stole that uh, from, you know, do you know Austin Kleon? Yes. Who, uh, he wrote mm-hmm. uh, Steel Like an Artist and all that. It's in one of his one of his books. He talks about that. But I actually just switched out one of the words and put in photography instead of, <laughs> you know, his. So I have I stole that from him. <laughs> I like stole that from Steel Like an Artist. Yeah. And kind of to tweak and, and tweak that. But I, I often struggled and still do sometimes with the, the idea of photography because, or art, because it's, if you're kind of, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a super goal oriented person, but it's like in business, you know, you're doing well. If you, you know, make money, if you are in sports, you know, if you're doing well, if you won the game, but in, in art, it's like, oh, well, neither of those, there's really no game to win. Of course you can get more status or sell more paintings or, or get into some gallery or something, but it's like, what is the game that, that we're really trying to win or that I'm trying to win. And the game is to, you know, the, the gift is the creative process and how can I win that game is by, I don't want to say going out every day because there's other things to, to life, but but it's like the game is, is the process. The, the, the goal is the process. And, and Austin talks a lot about like, his goal is to just keep creating until he's, you know, 90, you know, he doesn't want to stop. Um, so for me, I, I think, especially with like social media these days, there's almost like a goal, like a, it's more goal oriented, like, oh, when I get X, you know, a hundred thousand followers, then I've arrived. Or when I, when my piece gets into this, this museum, then I've arrived. Or when I'm with this, with these peers, I arrived. And when I'm in that magazine, when I'm in National Geographic, I've arrived. But if you're looking to arrive only when those things happen, then you're only going to feel that peak experience a few times in your life. And even when you reach that, you're probably going to want to then be like, then when you're a Nat Geo, you're like, well, I was only on page uh, 47. I I really, the big guys get a two page spread or they're on the cover, you know, it never ends. Or if you have a hundred thousand followers, you want a million. And so um, and even the money too, it's, it's the same thing. So I, I think ultimately, if you can bring it back and boil it down, it's really just the joy is is the creative process. The joy is the process. And it's like, how can you bring more process uh, you know, into your life? I think that's really, for me, that's the end goal. So that's why I have to, and it's not easy. I have to remind myself. I still tell myself sometimes if I get too set on like, Oh, I'm not this yet, or I'm not here there yet. Or I don't have this yet. You Mm. know, it's like, no, it's like you, you went out today with your camera and you went to this cool place and you took some photos and you didn't even share them. You didn't even edit them, but (laughs) yeah, that was fun. You know, (laughs) it's like, that's a win. I won today. So it's pretty
1: freaking awesome hearing that from you. That's what I I
0: remind myself.
1: Yeah. Your photos of literally been in national geographic traveler which i don't know if you know this but that's very popular in the art journal world too so um, maybe your photos inadvertently been in an art journal page
0: oh that would be so awesome (laughs) the cycle
1: continues (laughs) man well that's like that's an amazing Um, place to end um i feel like this chat flew by and i am personally very excited because i think this episode will be the first time my dad listens to this podcast so yay. Oh,
0: so awesome. <laughs> hello dad hello kaylee's dad yeah
1: he's he's super into photography he's pretty good um and so i'm definitely gonna point him to here and then he can listen to like sneak sneakily force him to listen to my podcast and also get value from you um so yeah so thank you on behalf of my awesome. dad Um, And me and everyone listening, this was incredible. And hearing your view on things um, as a prolific and incredibly, I don't want to say talented, I hate that word, but like you take really good photos (laughs) from a non-expert. It's nice to hear the way you see (laughs) things and also um, hearing about photography as an art and knowing that like art is art no matter how you express it so yeah long convoluted way exactly. thank you for being on the podcast
0: right well thank you and thank you so much for for having me it's been a blast it's been fun talking to you and uh learning uh or being able to share this this um, info about about photography